0: And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead, and I am very happy to be here with you, surviving alongside you in the great apocalypse of our time, the great tribulations, the great trials, the test of humanity, all the chaos that's going on, and there's a lot of it, and we're going to talk about it. And uh, so welcome got a lot to show you guys today. And today I'm going to do my very best. I know sometimes I come on and I do my show and I'm focused on the content or I'm focused on the guests. I don't always get to focus on you guys and your comments and, and all that kind of stuff. So let's interact. I'll try to do my best to pay attention to all the different comment streams and hopefully can get you guys involved. I want to hear where you guys are at, what you think. And um, if there's some good questions or good comments. I'll try to address them but uh, get cozy guys we're just going to give people a minute to jump on and then i'm actually just going to read out the question that was emailed into me uh that's inspired this show and actually this is just one of many emails i've gotten with this exact same question and i everybody's kind of thinking on the same wavelength here uh so i figured this would be a good show to do for today and i also have a very exciting announcement i last night I went to a film premiere of a new groundbreaking documentary series is made here in British Columbia. Um, and it's called uninformed consent, uninformed consent, because that's where it's at and it's a very powerful film, uh, really, really good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, we went down to one of the old school theaters in Victoria, British Columbia, and I got to meet up with professor Chris Shaw. Um, the filmmaker, remember Chris Fleck, uh, that I had in Chapter 3 of Cult of the Medics. And I also did an interview with him. He was the gentleman that came out a year or two years now. I can't remember how long ago. Uh, talking about Vanguard and the financing and all that kind of stuff. Really, really good guy. Um, and so Chris hooked me up with some tickets to go see the premier. So we were hanging out and uh, it was a really good time. Interesting stuff happened when we were there. <laughs> we're, we're down there. And I mean, these are one of the old theaters. Like It's like probably the only theater that would allow this film to be played um, without getting shut down by the woke mob. And we get there and film's supposed to start at 7. We think, oh, it's a little bit late. So around 7.20, you know, people start coming away from the popcorn stand. They're sitting down in the seats and, um, you know, movie's supposed to start. And there's nothing but technical problems. And they couldn't get the movie to play. And it it actually got delayed by like an hour and 20 minutes. So the whole theater is full. There's all these people. It's all good people. I know some of them, you know. Um, and everybody's excited for the film and it gets delayed. So I'm trying to go to the back because I see it's so funny. Because like these old theaters, you wonder where their tech is at. But they're literally just doing basically like a screen share on the big theater screen with a Mac and you see them with the mouse trying to find where the audio settings are and how to get the thing to work and it wouldn't work and oh my god it was just clunky and not the fault of the of the filmmakers or the people that put it on it was just actual theater it was just i don't know amateur hour going on or something like that even though i'm grateful the theater played the film thank you for doing that um i i run to the back and i'm like dude i can get this film going in like 30 seconds i know exactly what the what the settings are like you know let me help you out and they're just like no 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 we can't have you back here and for a minute i was getting suspicious i'm like you guys just messing with us here is there somebody messing with us you know is this gonna happen but we ended up having a nice little q q and a we had dr malthouse there um a few other people i'm trying to remember their names I just met them for the first time. Other scientific experts from Canada that live here in British Columbia that were all in the film, featured in the film. And uh, it was a really good Q&A and I got to meet some awesome people. And so what I'm gonna be doing this Wednesday is I'm gonna be doing another show for you guys. Same time, same place. Um, I'm gonna be having Professor Chris Shaw back on who I've had on in the past. And he was just a powerhouse in this film. He made so many awesome points. And uh, I know him well. He's part of a community group that I sometimes hang out with up in Cowichan area. And so we're going to have a nice little chat on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm going to try to get the, I I made contact with the actual director, creator of this film. This film needs to be seen. I'm going to support it and put a lot of weight behind it to try to get it out. It's excellent uh, for people that are kind of in the middle or some of your friends that are just starting to realize, oh, something's going on here. And so this would be a really, really good film. Very powerful story, very sad story, It kind of opens it up, but it's very powerful. And it's in the end, you know, I think it's really good. So excited about that and lots more coming on that front. And I'm also hoping to get more of the people that were involved on the show. So stay tuned for that. But let me just quickly double check on some of my chans here. Welcome to everybody watching on the foxhole. We'll say hello to my father. There we go, Foxhole fam. Hey, JBTN01, already dropping the cookie. Thank you, sir. And we've got Lupe de Lupe gave me the phone. Thank you guys so much. I'm not, I didn't even start yet. I'm just doing the intros. You guys are already so kind. I appreciate that. Uh, awesome people over there. The Foxhole also on Pilled. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitch and on D Live. How's it going on D Live? I think I got the chat right here. Yes, I can see that. PBC is saying, I am seeing more people waking up lately to the WEF corruption. Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. What do you guys think? Are we getting, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? I think it's both. (laughs) It's getting worse and it's getting better. Maybe because it's getting worse. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Um, We need a certain amount of people to catch on to what's going on, or it's going to be literally a zombie apocalypse. And uh, so we're going to talk about how to get through this time, guys, how to survive. Now, I'm not going to go through like a whole list of like survival skills. That's not my, my, you know, I know some stuff about that, hopefully enough. Um, I'm just going to talk to you in terms of where I feel I have a little bit of ideas, which would be in the world of just how to survive this psychologically, how to survive this emotionally, spiritually, you know, what can you do to keep yourself grounded and sane during all of the chaos? Um, And the apocalypse, I mean, just real quick, just on the title, I just threw that together this morning. Like, what am I gonna call this show? I'm like, all right, we got a cool lion picture. We're in the apocalypse. The apocalypse. A lot of people think actually there's a whole genre of films called apocalyptic films, and they're all about disasters and meteor strikes and 2012 and Uh, end of the world scenarios. And yet the term in Greek is actually referring to a revealing, a great revealing, the covers being lifted, the veils being lifted. It's the revealing, the time of revealing. And that's what I think this is. And and it's obviously not um, a simple process. It's obviously not something that is very comfortable. It's a very uncomfortable experience. And if you think about it on a personal level, we all go through apocalyptic moments in our lives, right? Where we make bad decisions, we hang out with the wrong people, we get involved with a business deal or we get involved with a job or something going on with a spouse or a friend or whatever, a relationship breaks down. It's always some kind of a trial that reveals something if you pay attention. So all these trials and personal trials in our lives, just on a regular day-to-day basis, if you pay attention to those moments in your life, they are great teaching moments. They are moments where things get revealed about maybe the world, about the situation that you are presently in, about the people that you're associating with, about the people you're trusting, maybe you shouldn't have trusted, um, You know, so many examples, but there's a trial that happens and that trial either breaks or makes you. So either you did learn the lesson from that moment And then you carry that lesson into your future and make the appropriate changes, or you don't, and you have to keep reliving the same lesson over again. Right? So on the macro level, that's basically what I think we're going through. We're going through a revealing process, revealing our ignorance, revealing our fears, revealing how we've been manipulated, revealing that we maybe misplaced our trust in certain people, institutions, celebrities, talking heads on the television, whatever, even friends and family. And then during this trial period that the whole world is going through now, those that are paying attention, which I know that's the people listening to this show, um, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for more revealing. And the revealing, It's not always pretty, but it's necessary so that growth can happen. Because if the revealing doesn't happen, if the apocalypse doesn't happen, nothing gets healed. Nothing gets resolved, right? So I know this sucks. (laughs) Nobody wants to go through this time. It's crazy. I feel like I live in an insane asylum. The world has gone mad, right? Hmm. Really nice chamomile tea with some dandelion. Um, World has gone mad but we don't have to go mad. You don't have to go mad. You can actually gain something from this time. What about that? Yeah, we're going to lose a lot, but you can also gain, right? So that's kind of the direction I want to go. Let me know what you guys think. Am I pie in the sky or am I onto something? And then I'm also going to cover some recent news, a couple of video clips, Oh, PVC killer tea. Yeah, I'm drinking the killer heart attack tea. So once again, it's hot tea, okay? It comes from Mm. nature, so it must be evil and wrong. Um, It doesn't have any uh, sugar or corn syrup in it or anything, you know, I guess all pure organic. So I hope I can survive this one with the hot tea because we know that's what's causing all the thrombosis and the heart attacks, right? (laughs) Have you seen the amount of ridiculous excuses they're giving you? It's, I feel, let me know what you guys think. I feel about watching all of this unfold. It's such a weird, surreal experience, isn't it? Like, cause it's a bittersweet thing. We have comedy gold right now, okay? Especially for content creators and people who make memes and people trying to wake people up. And if you, if you see that my, energy is light and I'm joking around and, you know, I have a light, uh, sort of spirit about it. It's, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. This is not a denial thing. This is just, you have to, you have to kind of walk lightly in the world because otherwise the world will drown you. All right. They're going to, everybody's going to pull you into their swamp of depression and hopelessness and it's all over. And you know, and I don't even blame some people, the experiences people email me and the shit they've had to go through or the trauma, the loss of loved ones, the destructions of families, the division, the, the doubt, the fear, the nightmares, the staying up, the insomnia, the eating, you know, I get it. I get it. But I believe that if you can bring the right spirit to chaos, to trauma, to battle, which is what we're in, we're in a spiritual, psychological, emotional battle right that is there's a physical component but it all starts inside right so if you can temper your energy that you bring to this time and to this trauma not ignore the pain not ignore the suffering not be in denial about it uh but be real yet also stay light on your feet you're going to get through you're going to get through just fine in fact you're going to you're going to gain from this time and we're going to need you We're going to need you as the mess of this period that we're in needs to get cleaned up. So we're warriors right now for the truth, for freedom, for justice. Whenever the war, the main heat of the battle fades and the truth that keeps getting revealed more and more and more to the point where it's literally just impossible to avoid. And the direction changes and the momentum shifts and the real change starts to happen and justice starts to happen and things start to go on that we all want to see. We want resolution. We want the corrupt administrators of this very evil agenda to be brought to justice and exposed as that happens. That's not the end. That's the point where we're going to need strong people to help those that got through this that are going to be very confused. They're going to be panicked. They're going to be freaking out. As things intensify, a lot of people are just going to lose their nerve, even if they're awake, even if they're like, oh, I know what's going on, but I can't take it anymore. There's a lot of that. And I know it. I can hear it in some of the comments. I can I have conversations with people. I have my own moments. OK, I'm not perfect either. This is a rough period in a lot of ways. But if you can build that inner strength to be able to go through it, recover from it, and then learn from this time and gain from this time, then you will have wisdom that will be unique in history, actually. We're all going through a very unique period of human history. And if we can somehow turn this into a net positive, even though we know that a lot of the negative things are happening, it's gonna be us that rebuild this fractured, chaotic world the people that are are able to keep their minds together during this time, you're going to be incredibly valuable. So if you can survive this, the next chapter, you're going to be called to your greatest moment of, of serving your own life and, and humanity. All right. So uh, that's kind of how I look at it. But before we get into this any further, let me start off by reading this uh, wonderful email that I got from a woman named Terry. I got her permission to read this out. So I'm just going to read out her message and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. She says, hi, David. I just love what you bring to the table with your videos, interviews and information. I've been watching you on Rumble for quite some time now. Oh, and by the way, I do have a Rumble channel. Make sure you go check it out. Um, I suppose my question to you today is with everything that's going on in the world, especially the last couple of years, how do you keep your sanity and stay grounded through it all? I follow other intelligent people and I find myself wondering how you hold it together. (laughs) Oh, what a sweetie. I have my own Christian beliefs and this really keeps me grounded as well. Distancing myself emotionally to a degree because I think these elites and globalists want us to respond emotionally to their evil doings. Yep. That's right. That's what bullies want. I want to get a rise out of you. She says, I listen to you and wonder how you were able to continue your day today life without being affected or I may be wrong. Maybe you are affected some days. Do you have a secret weapon that guards you against these issues? I stand with you and many other Canadians in this battle for truth and freedom. Thank you for speaking the truth and for standing for what true freedom really is. Kind regards, Terry. Well, thank you, Terry. I really appreciate the question. And really, you're just echoing uh, the question, honestly, that I ask myself sometimes and that a lot of people have been sending in. And I think it just comes with the pressure of the time that we're in the buildup. I mean, we've been sitting here, especially those of us who've figured out this whole thing's a sham. They're lying. There's another agenda going on. It has nothing to do with health. Um, It's been a long road, even though if you think about it, it's only been two years, two and a half years, but that has felt like 12, 15 years, you know, compounded. And I am going to be honest. it, It isn't always easy for me. It really isn't. I mean, not only do I have to go through this like everybody else, you know, this is a crazy situation. I'm a father. I've got young kids. They're beautiful, innocent, hopeful faces. I have to try to keep them beautiful, innocent, and hopeful. My wife is also fantastic for that. So that's another, I guess, bonus that I have. I have a very supportive uh, family unit where I am. Even though it's small, I've kept it. It's very strong. Uh, it takes a lot of nurturing, but that's what's part of that. That's, that's part of all of it, but I still have my dark nights. Trust me. I, I look at this stuff and I, you know, I have my moments of feeling doubt like everybody, but I, I think maybe it's that I learned a long time ago to listen to that and not ignore it not trying to shove it away and just experience it in the moment. Just go, I'm depressed right now. I'm saddened. I'm, I'm I'm impacted by the weight of what's going on with humanity right now. I'm impacted by seeing this, the just the horrors of the traumatic horrors that we've seen go on. Um, just sitting back and going, "Wow, we humans are really just so savage to each other. It's so brutal. Um, these people in power, these corrupt police out there, just beating the crap out of old women and not giving a crap. And like, you just see this inhumaneness that." You only read about in history books from people that survived other dark periods of time, right? And uh, you, you sit back and the weight of it all hits you and you think, oh my God, what's the point? What's the point? None of these people, these people love their masks. They love being told what to do. They love just listening to the mainstream media and being lied to every day and pretending like they know everything and yelling at all the people that are out there who are really sincere, doing the work, trying to, better themselves, wake up, read, fact, fact check, research, listen to different sides, put it all together. And it just seems unfair and it just seems horrible. It seems gloom. It seems like every bit of hope we get, it gets shattered the next week, you know? And uh, how do you stay resilient through it? How do you, how does one get through it? Um, I don't know why I have always had well, I guess I shouldn't say I've always had it because I definitely had a period in my life where I didn't in my younger years, but I've always had a rather resilient mindset. I don't know if I just got that from my life experience or you inherit it or I don't know. I guess what I could say is that resilient mind. Um, yes, I definitely feel like all this, like my whole life, I've looked into the world of philosophy Religion, um, martial arts, uh, getting into the hero's journey, looking at um, reading these stories from the past of people who did go through very dark times. And I think I did that because I went through dark times as a kid. I had a very unstable upbringing. I'm not going to get into it. It's just, I think it's a part of that where those of you out there who've been through trauma, even before you knew about all this stuff going on, you've been in your own personal traumas that could have shattered you the traumas that I experienced could have broken me and I could have just become a normie and just went, Hey, forget it. Or maybe I would have tapped out at some time. Definitely had those thoughts when I was in my teens a few times, you know, until I found myself. And then it was by the, I guess the graciousness of some of the teachers that I ran across that saw that I I always had curiosity. I just wanted to learn. And maybe I was a bit of a broken spirit once upon a time and they encouraged me i got encouragement from strong people who'd kind of already been there and done that and gave me some really valuable advice and really picked me up and showed me hey read this book watch this you know look at this maybe start doing stuff like this just little suggestions that i took them up on and saved myself from the depths of despair in those past times and and then anybody that's ever suffered from like anxiety, depression, you know, this was something I used to suffer from up until the age of about maybe 18 or 19. And then it was just never, ever come back. I honestly just never come back. I feel like that was a mountain I climbed. That was a dragon I already slayed. And, uh, you know, now I feel that's why I do this work. And now I want to share all this knowledge and experience that I've gained. And that's why I do the show. Right so i i'm it's a long way of answering that it was through the challenges in my own personal life that gave me um some graft gave me some spine gave me experience going hey i've learned to trust myself i've learned to be patient during these things uh, i've learned to i've learned the art of recovery that's a big one like if you think of it if you're an athlete you're doing a workout or you're doing a run or you're out rowing or something and it's you know um you're putting a lot of pressure on your body, you you know that you're going to gas out if you stay at a certain pace. It, it's just natural, right? No matter how how good a shape you're in, you're eventually going to find that moment where you're gonna, your body's going to shut down. So you learn over a long distance marathon or a run or something like that, you learn how to regulate your energy. Um, especially when I would do the really long, grueling martial arts sessions. If you put all of your energy out in the first 30 seconds, and then you're starting to gas out, meanwhile, that other sparring partners just starting to get warmed up. I mean, that's, you got to go through those experiences to learn this. It's not something that I could even tell you, you literally have to fight your instinct. You have to learn how to temper and master yourself. Right? So I guess through that, uh, you've, I forged myself and, and not just my body, but my mind, more importantly, the mindset that says I'm used to being under pressure. I learned through a very long, hard road, how to become comfortable with being uncomfortable, Um, knowing how to recover under duress, under stress, knowing how to pace, right? Um, And knowing how to have an optimistic mindset. I think that's huge. And I don't even know if that can be taught. I just think you have to have it as an aim and you just got to find an activity or an expression of some kind that's going to help you train it and work with it and play with it so that it's not just going to be something that kicks on on an instinctive level when something crazy happens, like what's going on right now. And you never practiced and you're, you don't know, and you're putting your energy in too many places at once. And then you're guessing out and then you want to quit. And then, you know, the resilience is gone. I feel like maybe the advantage I had is I went through a lot of that in my early stages and I just kept that going. And so now when this stuff hit I was having more the feeling like, Oh, I was made for this time. This time suits me. This feels like almost like a destiny of some kind that I'm going to make it through this because of all those previous trials in my life. And that, that doesn't even have to be factually true. It's just what I believe. And that's enough. <laughs> and lo and behold, I've created that into a reality. The reality that if you know, that you can get through the storm because you've gotten through storms of the past, then you yeah, you're going to have more confidence during it. You know, even when you even when you falter, you know how to falter and you know how to get back up. So when she's saying, "What's the secret?" Uh, the secret is having um, a balanced, optimistic view, and I'm saying balanced because obviously we can get into the pie in the sky sort of false hope thing which can just be even more devastating so you have a realistic grounded optimism that's not has doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the world the world we i can't control what's going on in the world can you that nobody can we, there's so much that we can't control you know so you just default to well I'm helpless against the will of the world. I'm helpless against the tide of history. I'm helpless against the tide of whatever nature's doing right now or whatever God's doing or whatever's happening, you know, however you want to look at it. But I'm not helpless with the way I'm going to be during that time. I'm not helpless with my, the sphere of influence that I do have, the things that I do have control over. I'm not helpless there. And a a major secret is that you find a way to, in one sense, allow yourself sometimes to just go through a down, down time. You know, I've even, I even allowed myself a while last year to put on a few extra pounds, be a little more, you know, comfort food and staying up late and just kind of not doing anything. And, you know, just sort of like, oh, I just don't have the energy, you know, so up and down with the emotional roller coaster of this work and, 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 you know, having your head in the game all the time and watching what's going on, you know, partly I pay so much attention because that's actually therapeutic for me. Like knowing what's going on, even if it's dark and scary is therapeutic because not knowing is worse for me. Some people, they feel better not knowing clearly look at the world. But for me, I want to know, I, I actually, I'll go insane if I don't know and I don't know what I'm dealing with here. It's like fighting a shadow. You're like, where? What do I do? What do I do? So knowing is part of it. That's why I keep researching and looking and staying up to date with what's going on. And and then and then I express that through the work, through my social media. And so you have that. But you know, I had I had times where I wasn't taking the best care of myself. But then even during that time, I knew to let myself go through it. No, don't, don't force it. Don't don't uh, become an enemy of yourself. Don't start getting down on yourself. Don't start kicking yourself around. Understand, Hey, this is a stressful time. You're going to do weird things to try to compensate for it. All right, let it happen. Right. There's almost like an observer. That's observing yourself. That's allowing the sort of childlike, um, more less evolved parts of yourself. Just kind of like, okay, go play, do a little, you know, let's have that. Let's do that for a bit. And I know myself well enough to know that I'll get bored with that shit real quick because I'm the kind of person I need to be productive. I need to be advancing. I need to be self-actualizing and expressing and creating. That's just who I am. But that part of myself, yeah, it got dimmed a little bit by some of the stuff that was going on, both in my personal life, finances, family, the stuff everybody's going through, right? And then the fact that I'm right here on the front lines looking at this stuff all the time. And then, you know, it was probably about six months ago or so, maybe less than that, that another gear switched on. And I went, okay, I've had enough of just um, neglecting certain parts of myself that I wouldn't normally normally neglect. And I'm ready to awaken a different spirit, a different flavor. And so I started picking up archery, just one thing. I mean, you can find what you like. I grabbed myself a bow. Got some hay bales, set up a target, a little spot in the back. Um, It helped that my brother-in-law was interested in it. So we started doing it together and just shooting arrows, trying to hit the target, learning how to focus the mind. And there's something about just standing out there and just hearing the wind go through the trees. It's very quiet and peaceful. You're trying to clear your mind, calm your mind, fire the arrow, hit the target, make the mistake, correct the mistake. And as I'm doing that, I started getting a really robust training regimen going again for myself. So I was doing, you know, these work, these martial art workouts and strength and conditioning workouts in my garage or going for runs. Um, And I I made a new pact with myself. I used to run with headphones and music because I love music and music kind of keeps you going or I'd listen to, you know, a, a presentation or a podcast or something. But I made a pact and I said, no headphones, no music, just the music of nature. So I would find a spot to go run, and it was just me running, forcing myself to focus on the run, focus on getting through the turmoil of that, and meditating, and being light and free, and you know using that outlet, that physical outlet, uh, as a way of expressing the stress, the tension, the anticipation, the anger. I mean, that was a big one for me, because a lot of what I see actually infuriates me, as I know many of you probably experience. You've probably heard it come through a few of my podcasts (laughs) or drive with Dave's or whatever, but that's healthy. You got to express it. If you start repressing it in yourself, it's going to explode in your face somewhere else down the road. So you have to find an outlet. That's another thing that I've been doing. And I'm really just trying to answer this anecdotally from my own experience because that's all I can do. And you guys, as you're listening, if you find value in in, in any of this advice or any of this story, I mean, you got to maybe add your own flavor to it and find out what's working for you and let me know in the comments. But yeah, PVC, I need a physical outlet. I, it helps me sleep better as well. That's huge. If you're having trouble sleeping, start exercising, do something, swimming, walking, just go for a walk Every, or go for, do something that's active. If you, if you're in a stuck and you can't get up and walk for some reason, maybe you're elderly or you're you have an injury there's something holding you back from doing some kind of big physical thing what can you do with your hands what can you do with your hands you know start there was there's old you know systems of just working with your fingers and your hands and stretching the joints and and making you know just your hands are your expression of your mind Right, You have a left and right hemisphere of your brain and you have a left and right hand. So if you, some people get into pottery, Uh, one of my friends who's a contractor, he just started building things just for the sake of building things when he was getting all stressed out. He built like a skateboard ramp, he built a bunch of other stuff. So just getting your hands, some people gardening, that's what my mother-in-law does every day, all day. She just loves it. She's out there gardening and changing things. And you see her expressing her stress of this time through gardening, being out with the birds and the bees and the butterflies, I mean, right? Um, Art, my oldest daughter just started drawing. She's just fascinated by dragons. We watched Lord of the Rings, activated another level of her imagination. She has a very similar type of mind to myself, my oldest one, and uh, loves that fantasy medieval world and just got blown away by these beautiful artistic drawings of dragons she's reading uh this book series uh that's all about dragon clans and they're all these personalities and um so she just started and like she it's not just that she's drawing dragons guys like they're they're like legit i'm like whoa she's 10 years old she's already popping these things out with the color and fading and shading and i got her some of those like sketching pencils with different different uh different shades or whatever. And she just went to town, Start and she, I got a whole artwork, a whole, a whole wall of art of dragons. And they're just stunningly beautiful. My younger daughter, she's still, she's younger, seven, pie, and you know, she's just playing dress up, having friends over. She's just a happy-go-lucky kid, always smiling, you know? And so part of my therapy is working with my kids, right? I teach them jujitsu. Uh, we take them horseback riding. We do stuff like that. So I get involved, just involve myself and it it pulls me out of my work, pulls me out of the matrix stuff and I just engage. Um, so these are some of the things that I do. Also, I started to really eliminate a lot of stuff from my diet that, you know, I always ate very healthy, but you know, you have stuff late night snacking, you know? And so I started saying, okay, I'm not going to eat after 8 PM. And I got to say this, guys, I am not the kind of person I hate being put in some kind of like diet or new routine or go cold turkey or, you know, I don't like that. So I just follow a certain rhythm that I have and I go, all right, I'm eliminating this because it's just I have a goal. I started to set just goals just for the sake of setting a goal of some kind. And uh, I said, okay, I want my, I want, uh, I want my abs to return. <laughs> just some stupid goal, right? Like, why? I don't want to go the way and get the dad bod and then start growing more and more and then just get into a point of no return. I don't want to go that way. I started having pain in my joints and stuff, and I'm like, okay, time's up. And you know, the other thing, I started dropping a lot. I, I stopped drinking beer. Um, you know, I'll have a still have a, if we're if it's social or whatever you know, here and there, but that's when you should, you know, for me, I started getting to a point where, you know, it's the end of the night, you're just chilling and, you know, just grab a beer or two. You know, I never was a guy that drank more than two beers or whatever, but, you know, it just starts to add up and you're like, why, why I'm I'm alone. Why am I doing that? Do I need this right now? You know, I don't really need it. So I just went, okay, I'm feeling a little bloated and just kind of you know, I just didn't want to have that. So I, I dropped it. I went, okay, I'm just gonna drop that for a bit and see how it goes. No force. I just said, well, no, just try it. And it's probably been probably two months, you know. Still have an occasional scotch, you know, but it's 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 all very it's it, I've thinned it out. And all I said to myself is I'm just gonna lessen, just gonna reduce some of the habits I started increasing during the stress of all this stuff over the last couple of years. And as I did that, I suddenly I suddenly started to feel more energetic, started to feel more clear, just clear, you know, and that started translating in my work, I think, you know, and I had to put a lot of hours into Underworld, the recent chapter of, of Cult of the Medics. And uh, I'm like, I got to put my best part of myself here. I got to put the best part of myself forward. So, again, a goal is important. Like just pick a goal. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just I need I need something to aim at. I need a target just like that archery. I just need a target to shoot. Just to try to hit a target. Cuz what that does is it orientates you into that positive mindset. That solution-oriented mindset I was talking about. It could literally be anything. My wife just started reading again and now she's gone through like 6 books and she's just loving it. She's reading this series of books she just loves it and it's she just, I want to read more books. All right. There's a great goal. Read more books. Actually, read them cover to cover, you know. Um, so and it's important that you pick something also out of all this grind of the news and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, not to say don't pay attention to it, because we do need to know what's going on. But again, you got to balance yourself out if you're gonna survive this. So I made some dietary changes. Um I kind of went on a bit of a cleanse, you know, and started training more. I've also noticed I started doing getting my gloves on and just I hung up the the heavy bag and I just tested myself Went okay, how many three minute rounds can I do and what duration, what kind of intensity? I started out with like three three minute rounds and I was kind of like, oh, my God, I used to just be a killer. I used to be like top level athlete, you know, training all the time, teaching all the time. You could do it, you know jump on the mats cold and do good training. And, you know, now now that I left myself kind of go for a couple of years and I hadn't been teaching really, uh, kind of disconnected from that. Uh, you know, I'm doing three, three minute rounds. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm out of shape. This is horrible. (laughs) But then it was six rounds and then it was nine and then it was 12. And then the other day, and then it was also like, I, I have a little timer on my phone and you can put, you know, what's your work period, what's your rest period, and it just keeps cycling through. And so I would do like three minutes, one minute. (laughs) So three minutes at a certain intensity, and then one minute just doing nothing, you know, walking around, catching your breath, and then three minutes, one minute. And then I went to like three minutes, 45 seconds, and then three minutes, 30 seconds. And then I actually went back to 45 seconds, and I would do an exercise in between the rounds, like an at core or a static hold or a wall sit or something, or just some defense movement or something like that, or some stretching. And so then I increased it. So I increased the intensity, I increased the workout pace, the pace of my work. And it's not like I'm training for some competition. It's not like I, you know, need to do this. It's just, it became again, a a goal, like, okay, I want to get myself operating slick, smooth, strong, fast, good endurance, you know, and use it use it as a way of trying to sharpen yourself and then track progress. That's so important. So whatever activity you choose as your template, you know, um, I recommend tracking progress. And some people, they like taking notes or before and afters or whatever. Uh, I'm not like that. I, I literally just take mental notes. I'm going, okay, actually my energy is coming back faster and I'm ready to go again. And I can hit faster and harder than I did before. Or with that archery, you know, I'm my my shots aren't like freaking all over the place. Like I'm grouping my shots better now, you know. Um, I'm shooting at a greater distance. You know, I'm using recurve too. So that it's like, it's a little harder because you got that shake of the tension. And I'm watching videos about how to line everything up. And then, you know, the guy that's doing these videos, he's like, you have to be the arrow. You, you have to line your whole self up to the bow, to the arrow, to the sight. To the target and you go to the target. And I was just like, yeah, that's I love that. And so I'm no, I'm nowhere near an expert marksman yet, but I'm working on it. You know? And uh then perfecting myself with the work that I do and everything else. So long answer, I know, but It's important to give yourself little goals in your life. I know it doesn't sound like I'm giving you guys advice about how to survive the coming World Economic Forum, Great Reset, uh, New World Order, because who the hell has the real manual on that? I mean, we don't, we're in uncharted territory, but I can tell you this, if you develop a strong mind, body, and spirit through some kind of a vehicle, pick the vehicle, doesn't matter what it is, pick something that's going to strengthen you. And inspire you and motivate you that's separate from what's going on. Then, while when you come back, so now that I've been doing all this other work and making these little changes, and they're just little changes, but they make a big impact. Now, when I come back and I start looking at what Fauci's saying and what Trudeau's doing and what the, you know, the chaos and the, everybody that's emailing me saying, you know, this person died, this person's in the hospital, this but per- what do I do? My whole family's divorcing me and I lost my job and you know, getting back into that. I'm way more resilient. I can handle it again because you get to the point where you just can't take it anymore, you know? And so that's why that's the advice I can give is the secret is, and, and you know, she was saying she has her faith, you know, that if that works for you, how, and and that could be any, for anybody listening, because I know I have a wide spectrum audience here, find your Tao, find your way, find your faith, find your belief, find your connection. If it's nature, if it's a, if it's a religious thing, if it's a philo- philosophical thing, if it's a self-actualization thing, I think it's all the same in the end. That's just my opinion find a way to develop that real organic faith again. And that faith starts with you having faith in yourself. Because if you, and I, just so you guys know, before I continue that thought, I did a little uh, drive with Dave recording to kind of vent my thoughts after I watched this uninformed consent film on my way back, but it was dark. So I didn't do the video. I just did audio. So I'll probably release it later. And I did the whole thing on trust. You know, where did we go wrong? I think that I think it's that we misplaced our trust in the wrong people. We lost trust with ourselves. We lost trust with nature and and God and source and all that. And we gave our trust to people who didn't deserve our trust. And that's why we got here. Um, So. And where was I going with this? I was just talking about this. So they got this thing. I'll release that later, probably after the show. You guys can let me know what you think. But connecting back to a faith. If you are going to say, I am deferring all of my everything to some deity somewhere or something else. Or for people that don't believe in God, they'll go, I defer all of that to the science, (laughs) the peer reviewed journals. Yeah. How's that going? Um, wherever you defer that faith to how good that, how good of a quality is that faith going to be? If you have no faith in yourself and you're, and when I say yourself, I'm talking about that true inner imperial self, capital S, kingdom of heaven within, voice within, still small voice, intuitive, reason, logic, the whole house of yourself. Your critical thinking, you know, your, you trust yourself during times of stress and duress. That's why I was recommending these other activities to kind of help. You need a training. I guess that's where I come from. You need a training ground to help develop these things. Like a muscle, you got to grow. Faith is like a muscle that you have to train, right? And so any faith you're going to develop is going to be based on you because you are the one that has faith or doesn't, right? And you can pick your object of faith. But start with a faith in what you can do. Believe with a rational belief, grounded in your own empirical knowledge of yourself. Believe that you can get through this time. It's the winner's mindset. I know, and I'm putting all of my faith in the fact that I know I can go through great trials and come out on top. I know I can face many adversaries and come on top. I know I can recover from any damage and trauma. I know like you have to be affirmative with yourself and then get up and do it, make it active, make it real. Express your faith in yourself and in that higher power actively, not just in your mind, not just waking up, read a couple scriptures, read a couple inspirational quotes, do a couple, you know, Zen gardens or whatever, and then go back to feeling depressed and hopeless again. Uh, It has to be an active faith. That's my opinion. And so you have to trust and have faith in your own mind before you're going to have any level of quality of, of connection to that higher power that will be there to guide you. That will be there to pull you through however you want to look at it. It's there it's present, but you are the one that has to connect to it. It is not going to connect to you. You have to do the connection. It's there. It's everywhere it's present it's within, it's without, it's up, it's down as above so below as within so without it's everywhere it's all things in all every part of you. Everything's perfect. you were born perfect nature's perfect it's 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 us that's kind of messed everything up us you know humans because we have that spectrum where it can be we can align with that perfection and that divinity, or we can cast it aside and put our faith in things that don't deserve it. It's just why we got into this mess. So I'm just recommending, that's the starting ground. And then I'll leave you, whatever your beliefs are, I'll leave you to go from that moment on. But think of the quality of trust that you would have in that higher force, in that higher power, in the power of, of that lives within you and lives within every living thing, if you master that, for yourself and learn to trust your own mind that's also going to be good advice for navigating all the propaganda and the mind control that's going on because what they want what these dark sorcerers want is they want you to doubt yourself they want you hopeless they want you depressed they want you drinking yourself to sleep every night and trying to ignore what's going on they want you distracted they want you unmotivated They want you unhappy. They want, because these types of psychopaths know that a resilient mind, a flexible mind, a healthy mind and body and spirit, those types of people are always going to bring about their ruin because those kind of people have a clear internal vision of themselves which allows them to have a clear external vision of what's really going on. And those kind of people can spot the lies and the deception. So that's why they want to give you, you and your kids food that is just laced with chemicals and refined sugars and garbage that you don't need. They want you fat bloated, unmotivated, depressed. They want you on all their drugs. That's another thing, both illegal and legal. They want you drugged out so that you're, switched off, you're not connecting to that divine intelligence, and you're connecting to their matrix of information and control. They want you tapped into their system. And that's why they get so pissed off about people that live independent lifestyles, that are self-sufficient, that are creators, that are producers. These totalitarian psychos, they hate those kind of people because they're a threat to their empire. They need a bunch of programmed Un- demoralized sheep on the farm. They don't want a bunch of wolves that can take care of themselves, that can spot the deception. They don't want that. They don't want eagles flying around. They want a bunch of pigeons, you know? Sorry, n- sorry, pigeons. I'm not trying to knock you, but you guys are kind of like the sheep of the bird family, okay? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was just in Victoria. I was just in the city, and the pigeons were pooping all over my truck. So just got, I, I got to get my payback. Somehow. Um, nature's perfect. So pigeons are perfect. God bless the pigeons. But wouldn't you rather be an eagle? I mean, if you're just as a metaphorical animal, I don't know. You pick your power animal. Mine's an eagle. Um, these guys don't want those kind of creatures on their farm that just eat out of their hand and don't question. This is why they hate the farmers, guys. This is why they're going after the farmers. And that's the wrong people to mess with. It's not going to work out in the end. So yeah, learn how to develop it all from within. And then it starts to happen outside. It's my personal life experience. That's all I can share. I don't have a bunch of peer reviewed data to show you. This is just my opinion. Take it or leave it. Right. But um, yeah. So, I've got more to say, but I want to do some chat here. So, let me know. We got Brain Pod on a foxhole saying, Intuition and discernment, very excellent superpowers. Absolutely. Those are your superpowers. Discernment, discernment. I mean, if you're confused about who you are and what your potential is and what your life path is, then you won't have the right discernment because there's a, a natural desire that we all have to try to seek a destiny of some kind and create a destiny. We didn't come here to just eat, sleep, shit, and die, guys. We didn't, that's, that, that's not how, why I came here. It's a factor of life, but that's not the purpose of it. That's not the mission that I embarked on when I incarnated here. That's not what my soul resonates with as being my life path. My life path was to come here, make some waves, down some tyrants, expose great evil, inspire some young people with the knowledge that other elders came into my life to inspire me with make the world even a slightly better place actualize whatever this potential and feeling and inspiration i've got inside me is and then check out like that's why i came here i came here to do something did you come here to do something or are we just going to do nothing like we came here for this drama, guys. In my opinion, why why not look at it like that? Why would you want the the worldview of someone like that, Yuval Harari, psycho, who's basically got the most grim view of humanity that I've ever heard in my entire life? Uh, everybody's just like a robot, and soon we're gonna phase out the organic humans and just bring in the robots because, but, look at these humans—they just take up too much space and. It's all, there's no purpose to life. There's no free will. You're just robots. You're just meat suits. So we're just going to program you with AI and get rid of you and replace, like, what the hell? Who is this person? And he's apparently like one of the main councils for Klaus Schwab and Barack Obama and all these people. So it's like, well, I don't want to live like that's not how I look at things. I look at things like, what's the old saying? Either you believe nothing is a miracle or everything is a miracle. I'm an everything is a miracle kind of person. I believe that we incarnated here to face adversity and gain skills and knowledge and earn our power, earn our upgrade. We have to upgrade soul essence, bring that information, this experience in this realm, this very material realm. We have to bring that experience with us when we go. What kind of experience do you want to bring with you when you go? Is your only experience going to be, I wore the two masks and got 87 jabs and did what I was told and lined up and standard on the X. That's your legacy? I pity you. I'll take my chances with the 99.x survivability rate virus. Thank you very much. Because I have a bigger mission here. I don't have time to mess around. I'm not, I'm not playing your stupid treehouse game with all the ridiculous rules. So I'm here for my own mission. You, you're here for your mission. And uh, if you don't have a mission, then your mission is to find a mission. And right now, I think the orders are clear. We need to topple this stranglehold of evil, tyranny, and darkness that's taken hold of this planet by taking hold of the minds of every human being on the planet. And by facing that great monstrosity, by facing that great dragon, we upgrade ourselves in the process. So you want you need an adversary to sharpen yourself against. Without the adversary, we're just going to the beach every day, and I know everybody would like that, but we're here for drama. We came here for it. We came here to fight this time. I feel that in my bones that I came here and the, the I, I look at it like that. And I think that's a healthy, optimistic way to look at past trauma in your life. If you've had past trauma in your life, if you had people betray you, if you've had people lie to you. If you've had people cheat you or abuse you or or work against you, there's two options you've got. One, you can wallow in self-pity and remorse over what's happened. And don't get me wrong, there's a time for you to mourn that. There's a time for you to, you have to have self-love and realize, yes, I was wronged. I had this trauma happen. Somebody wronged me. Something happened that wronged me, right? Right? I'm speaking specifically to people that have suffered from abuse of some kind, maybe growing up, right? And you can go into that, but that that path can then go into you wallowing for the rest of your life and then going on negative path and then hanging out with the wrong people that also come from that cloth. And then now you are that. You are the pain that happened to you. You are the abuse that happened to you. So that's one option. Or you rise out of the ashes. You look at it as a learning curve. You accept it, you deal with it, you face it, you go in, you do all that work, and then you create with that. You use that inner fuel, the, the pain, the suffering, the anger, the frustration, whatever it is, you use it as fuel to create something good. That's your second choice. So as a species right now, isn't that what we're all doing? Isn't that what this whole? What are we fighting for? We're fighting for our freedom. Why? because we want our soul to fly. We want our humanity to thrive. We wanna see good in the world. We wanna see the good win for a change instead of these evil sorcerers, right? So you gotta do that inside first, right? So there's my thoughts on that. Let's continue, what else we got? Level up, yes please, that's right. We're gonna level up, Elred. Yeah, Don says, it's not the trauma, it's how you handle the trauma that matters. Brilliant, see? Perfect, short little sentence. I did a big monologue, that was perfect. That's it, that's it. David Williams says, yes, we trusted a system that should never have been trusted. But David, my friend, and great name, by the way, um, we needed to trust a system that didn't deserve to be trusted so that we could learn proper trust. Some lessons in life are only learnable. Is that a word? Learnable? Um, When we make the mistake. You got to make the mistake. If I think of all the stuff that I ever achieved in my professional career, it's a graveyard of mistakes that eventually you achieve one thing that wasn't a mistake. And then you go, ah, that's the way. And then another one. And then another, it's hard fought, hard fought, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change the experience of having to get off my ass and get back up again and face the music yet again and go through the trials. And I mean, just thinking about, I'm looking at my website with my series on there. You have no idea how many mistakes I made Editing and all the little technical things, audio glitches for, well, it's like, I get nauseous thinking about it, just the amount of work. And then you build a whole thing and then it just sucks. And you're like, ah, scrap that, start over. It's the whole thing is that what you're seeing in that series. And I'm sure every author, if I brought an author on here, they'd tell you, that's how my books go. Like any creative process is that, but then look what, look what you can do. If you really go through the trial. So I guess I'm seeing that as the metaphor for what we're all going through right now. We're in the creative process. Humanity is still young on this planet, okay? Even though we think, oh, we're ages and ages. We're still young. Civilization is young. The concept of freedom is young. So it's, you know, even I live in Canada. Canada's a very young country. So got Canadians, what are you bailing already? It's new. We're new. Come on, give us some time. We still got to figure this out, right? America, what, a couple hundred years old? It's a drop in the bucket. Empires lasted thousands of years. Egyptian empire, like, we're new. Even in history, the concept of an individual having their own mind and their own thoughts and their own freedom and reap what you sow and all that, that's new. That's so new. So give it a minute, you know? Like, I know we want it now. Life is short, I know. And sometimes so there was a really good quote in the in the film that i watched last night uninformed consent it was something like sometimes we have to plant the seeds of the trees that we're never going to see bloom we're planting it for future generations to see think of all the all the places the beautiful cities the beautiful museums the be- even the trees that get you know planted or some of these exotic plants and stuff that get brought into a city and then You know, those were planted. The people that planted that stuff, the people that built that stuff don't exist anymore. We're enjoying it. We're looking. This is all the stuff that uh, Antifa and all their thugs are all just tearing down. You know, oh, get rid of that. It offends me. But, I mean, the people that built all that, they're they're dead and gone. They never even got to see the glory of it, really. Now here we are and we take it for granted. So sometimes you got to, we have to do this for our kids. So we may not, I mean, I I believe we're going to see this wrapped up. In our lifetimes, I think it's going to happen quicker. I think we're going to see a totally different world in our lifetimes, okay? In a positive thing. That's my mind says, what I feel, okay? But even if we weren't, even let's just say all the black pillars are right and it's all just going to be real hell on earth for the next 50 years. Well, then our job is to plant the seeds for our kids. The seeds of freedom. The seeds of truth. The seeds of reason. That's our job. And that mission is what's going to give your life meaning. If your life has no meaning, then I can understand why you're depressed and suicidal. But if you can give life meaning, because that's what you have to do, you can survive any storm. And that's what we need. That's, that's the mission, right? Yeah. Carrie liked that. Planting seeds that you'll never see. Yeah. I like that too. That resin. When I saw that, I got like little goosebumps. Like, Oh, I like that one. (laughs) <laughs> it's a really good film. I, I hope you guys get to see it. I think they just did a live online screening. I'll get more information from the producer. He's doing the tour right now and he's going to, st- he's actually, it's going to be blowing up this film. He's going to be going, uh, he's doing something with RFK on it and Dell big tree. And it's, it's going to start to go all international, this film. So it's a really good synopsis of the pandemic. It'll be great. So yeah, look forward to that, but it's, it's good. Um, um, Amanda says, 99% of humanity are beautiful souls. We need to remember that. That's right. I mean, most people you meet, aside from the fact that maybe they're a bit ignorant about what's going on, or um, even these people that are falling for the lie, you can't look at that person as a total failure, as a total, you know, mind-controlled zombie slave, Lose like we can't dehumanize these people. Even though, yeah, we've got our terms, normies, sheeple, hey, whatever, because we're frustrated and you know they've called us tons of names. I guess. I don't know, a little childish. I understand it. But in the end, the higher voice in me calls and says, All right, they're humans. You're not perfect, Dave. I could I'm I'm using my higher voice here. I could point out all the mistakes you make. I could point out all the deficiencies you have. I could point out all the lies you're falling for and all the things you messed up. Who are you to go and cast that shade on other people? That's a valid point. That's a valid point. And in a way, if you get that, get to that negativity where you're dehumanizing the enemy uh, of, of basically all these other people on the farm that just fell for the lie, um, you're going to have a very pessimistic view because you're just going to keep running into these people. You're going to look at them like you're just crazy town. And you're going to dismiss them as a human being, which is what the enemy wants. So that's also a pitfall to watch out for. You know, that's some good advice. And remember that if you woke up at some point, whether you're waking up, there's le- when we say wake up, there's levels. Okay, that you wake up to you know the nine 11s the pandemic, fraud, the you know the lies that happen. Um, But then there's like waking up as a soul, like in the Alan Watts, you know, Krishnamurti, whatever sense, like the real waking up, like, okay, you're ready for some real, real next level stuff. There's levels, right? But whatever, whichever wake up we're talking about, remember yourself, think back to the part of yourself that was asleep at one time. Uh, many people coming into this show. I get new people all the time that have never looked at this kind of information. They've never come on a foxhole. They've never gone to rumble in their lives. They grew up on YouTube. They've never even heard of this, but something felt wrong. They realized that the media are a bunch of puppet talking head shills that I don't even know if these are real humans or if they're just robots or if they make them in labs or something. I don't know. Harry, <laughs> I am dehumanizing the enemy. Uh, can't resist with those media people. And not all. There are some good ones here and there. Um, but they've all left. They've all left the mainstream. They've gone over to these alternative sites. So new people come in all the time, and they're like, "What's what's going on over here?" Oh, we're talking about the news, and we're talking about like enlightenment and philosophy and thinking and all that. Wow, never heard that before. Well, welcome. This is what we do here. We talk about life, and um, you know, we 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 have to. Put the olive branch out, even though we don't want to, right? We have to, just to create the opportunity. And then everybody's going to make their own choice. So most humans mean well. most, And that's, see, this is the thing. This is also a kind of a pitfall. It's our naivety that is our major downfall, right? It's the naivety. Like when I keep having the same conversation with people, like, well, why would they lie? Why would they do that? I just know where you're, where those people are at. You don't hate them for it. You just try to help bring them on and go, oh, well, there's a really good answer to that. History has a lot of answers for us. It's happened before. It could happen again, right? Okay, let's start there. And you realize you got to recognize the humanity in these people. And even when you see the most Karen of Karens, approaching you with those wide terrified eyes to come and scold you for not following the rules it might take every ounce of your energy not to get combative and frustrated and get up in their face and maybe there are certain scenarios where that is the right way to go but if you also sometimes look at them as just a lost soul that a lost mind that got sucked into this very sophisticated narrative warfare propaganda now, how are you treating that person? You're seeing them as a human. That's in a, in a. It's like you're watching somebody that's sick. And do you have empathy for people who are sick? Are they evil or are they sick? And there is a difference, right? So you spot the difference and you try to inspire the humanity. Because what's the other side doing with this agenda? They're trying to dehumanize us and divide us. So is our solution to continue that process just because we are probably in the right in this argument, we got the facts. Yep. Sure. But is it not a better approach to be bridge builders, you know, and to go, Hey, I'm going to try until my last breath to awaken that humanity in you and awaken that mind because literally also from a, just a strategic standpoint, guys, looking around at the world, we're going to need it. We're going to need as many as we can. And so keep that humanity. Don't lose it. That's the first thing to go. Uh, this is why I got a lot from reading Victor Frankl's work on meaning, You know where he learned that in some of the harshest conditions. And it's amazing that those lessons are learned in those conditions, right? So we're going through some, a similar condition now in many ways, and we have to find the meaning in it. Or you will lose your mind in this process. <laughs> Brain pod, burn the witches. <laughs> oh man. D, look to God; He will give you clarity. Yeah, and where does the kingdom of God reside? four eight zero saying it's tough to see ostracism ostracism i can't say this word ostracism ostracism and conscious destruction of people that don't subscribe to the dogma yes i know it's it's i get like nauseous thinking about it i agree it's hard to look at it but you have to look at it that's required of you in this time strength is required of you right now you can't run away there's nowhere to run everybody's trying to run away. You can't, there's nowhere to run. So when there's nowhere to run, this is a great scene. And I probably said this before, but I keep thinking of it. It's so simple. It's such a simple thing, but it was the movie, uh, Antonio Banderas trying to remember the name of the film. He is like some Muslim poet that ends up stranded with a bunch of Viking guys. And they're all just big guys. And he's just this little artist, poet guy. And uh, it comes to a point where the village is under attack. And it's like all hands on deck. And they hand him this giant sword. It's like, here, take a sword. Got to defend the village. And he picks it up. He's like, I can't carry this. It's too heavy. And the guy just looks at him with this little smile. He's like, grow stronger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Or you can sit there and die like that. (laughs) I don't know. That always pops into my head because it's just such a simple answer, you know? And I guess it comes from my years as being a sensei where people always come up and complain. Oh, it's uncomfortable. The guy was pinching my skin when he mounted me and I got knocked upside the head. I'm like, where do you think you are? We're not baking cakes here. We're clashing skulls. We're, we're, we're sweating tears, blood. We're making you into a warrior. So welcome to the course. You have to find a way to grow stronger and go through that. You know, I'm not always, as a coach, you're not always the one that's giving you the warm rub on the back. In fact, many times it's like, hey, get your ass back in. Let's work. We're here to work. We're here to suffer a bit. We're to to gain strength. You know, stop whining. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Kindergarten Cop. Stop whining. You kids are soft. You lack discipline. Uh, Whatever happened to old Arnie, eh? Turn into a big commie. Um, where else we got here? Let me see, I was watching Da Vinci Code on Saturday and I could see David doing that speech with the symbolism at the start. <laughs> yeah, interesting films. Okay, What are we at? Oh wait, we, time has flown. So let's go on to some current events and I'll just keep an eye on the comments. Actually, I gotta check on, uh, let me also check. Oh, I can't. It's hard for me to see Rockfin because if I pull it up, it'll echo in the background. Sorry, Rockfin. So if you guys want to comment, I can see Twitch, DLive, and Foxhole right now, okay? Sorry about that. Um, But let's switch on to some uh, daily news. Let's get into that. So I'm I'm glad we kind of did this little philosophical discussion before getting into the news to hopefully maybe give you some new perspective of how I prepare my day before I start looking at the news. So I prepare my mind. Last point will be: I'll prepare my mind. I'll uh, get up and do some breathing, some stretching. I'll go sit on the balcony and just drink my tea or my coffee, looking at the birds and the bees for a little bit. Or I'll go for a little walk. Or I'll go play with my kids. Have that sort of like recharge, connect to my humanity, get into my light spirit, and then I approach the news. Okay, never just dive right in. Um, oh yes, go see Underworld, please. It's on Rumble. Help me share it out. It's free to watch. Okay, let's get into some of this stuff now, okay? Let's start making fun of these people. That's another thing you can do. Humor can be very powerful during this time. And boy, are we getting boatloads of comedy material. Are we not? Huh? So at least we've got that. At least, even if we're going down in flames, we are the funniest planet, okay? We are the funniest people. We've got the best sense of humor. Um, We know that these radicals can't meme. We know that these politicians have literally no sense of humor because they just read teleprompters. So this this is the advantage we have on the battlefield. Humor, intelligent humor with a purpose, okay? Not just humor to distract yourself, but intelligent humor with a purpose of helping to wake people up is incredibly powerful. So laughter kills tragedy. Don't stay in the dumps. And when you see this stuff, don't go, oh my God, I just hate that guy. I want to punch the screen. Even though sometimes that's how I feel. Laugh at them. Mock evil. It, evil hates being mocked. Tyrants and narcissists and megalomaniacs, they hate being mocked. Because the whole gig is that they want to be like the cool kid. They're dying. Look at this Fauci. He's just dying to be the cool kid. Sit at the cool table. Right? He's the man. He's the man in charge. And then when he's acting a fool and we make fun of it and point it out, it's glory. It's just pure glory. Okay? So let's hear what uh, Fauci, this is from Disclosed TV four hours ago. He says, new Fauci says, much, much more stringent restrictions should have been imposed in response to asymptomatic COVID transmission. So let's just do this because I have another clip after we'll get to, okay? Let's check this out. What, What are you saying there, Mr. Fauci?
1: We know now two and a half years later that anywhere from 50 to 60% of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms, either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy, encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing, or what have you. We know now two and a half years.
0: Sorry, I was muted. (laughs) All right there, Fauci, you had your five minutes of fame uh, or 30 seconds, whatever it was. So he's saying with a straight face now that we should have had much, much more stringent restrictions. That should have been imposed uh, in response to asymptomatic spread. Is there any actual science or data that anybody, including Fauci, has ever shown anybody that says people who had no symptoms were the ones spreading this virus? It's a crock of shite, okay? It's a crock of shite. Um, (laughs) That's just not it. And, And... you know how I know? <laughs> this is how I know. Uh, there's this there's this other Fauci from bygone times past, and thanks to Robbie for sharing this. He's like straight out of the horse's mouth. So so let's hear let's hear what the previous Fauci clones said about this
1: historically people need to realize oh, wow. that even if there is some asymptomatic
0: oh wow the volumes really low let me do this again how do I fix that uh, it's just a video so let me jack this up bear with me folks I'm way better than the people that were running the movie theater last night so let's see what we can do here we go
1: but the one thing historically people need to realize that even if there is some asymptomatic transmission In all the history of respiratory-borne viruses of any type, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. Even if there's a rare asymptomatic person that might transmit, an epidemic is not driven by asymptomatic carriers.
0: I love how he just kind of like, Historically, people hold on, oh, oh, oh. That
1: even shut up, fuck No, no,
0: go away. I love how at the end of the video, he's just like, <laughs> sorry, I did the best with the volume. Um, it's just the video, but you guys heard that, right? He's basically contradicting himself. He's saying in all the history of, of viruses, the asymptomatic never spreads anything. And even if there was, it's such a rare condition. It's not even, it's negligible. So that was the old Fauci. These people contradict themselves. That's all you got to show somebody. Just go Fauci now, Fauci before. What changed? Oh, Dave, it was a new virus. Uh, It's uh, all the excuses. And you go, really? Okay. Where's the data? Where's the evidence? Did he ever show you? Or is he just talking out of his mouth? Cause there's no data because here's scores of experts that outrank Fauci in terms of experience, actual science, actual medical degrees, people that know what they're talking about, who are going to absolutely decimate him and show facts, data and evidence to support their claims. So if you want to know who to trust, you could trust the people that just talk and don't show you any data or evidence, or you could trust the people that also talk, but also bring the data and the evidence. Right? I know it's a difficult decision, but uh, that's just the world we live in. And then what's this? Oh, okay. And also, oh, by the way, also, your own experience can start to prove this this stuff wrong because, especially if you never got any vaccines or you had whatever this thing was, which was probably just the flu rebranded, or maybe it was some snake venom, or I don't know, whatever it was. Um, are you guys getting sick? Are you guys, did you transmit without any symptoms? Do you transmit flu to people? The number one thing transmitting this disease to people right now, including monkey pox and all the pox, all the ninja variants. It's the people who are jabbed that are getting sick with it and having really bad outcomes and it's getting worse. So they're talking And reality is contradicting what they're saying and they're even contradicting themselves, okay? Now, this is a new article that just came out from The Hill. It's saying, thousands report changes to menstrual bleeding after COVID-19 vaccine, study shows. Okay, I'm not going to pull up the study and drive into it. I know it's going around. You guys can read it for yourself. It's right there on my Twitter feed if you want to click all the links and do that. But I think we know this because we've had people like, Professor Dolores Cahill from Ireland. We had, uh, Luke Montagnier, may he rest in peace before he passed away talking about this. We had, um, Oh, what's her name? Military doctor in the States who really went in on this. Uh, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny went into this. Um, they've had round with other doctors and epidemiologists and people looking at this, this started happening in 2021 the fact that women's menstrual cycles started changing after the jabs were rolling out. They weren't changing during COVID as much. That's what I've been reading. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys can correct me, but that's what I saw. It wasn't during COVID that this was really happening. It was after the rollout of the shots. And then of course we have all the stuff about MRNA. Oh, Dr. Robert Malone. I mean, he's on the, he's practically working with this from the beginning who've all come out and talked openly about how women have been reporting all over the world changes in their menstrual cycle after the jabs or even after being in the vicinity of people who were recently jabbed. And now that we know, you go follow Alex Berenson's substack and get into the details of the science, we know that this mRNA is affecting women. And we probably don't even know the half of what's about to happen now because it could be a children of men scenario. And because we had no long-term data and all that, whew, what are we messing with here? We're messing with the primal forces of nature, and that's never a good idea. Um, so but anyways, I wanted to show you that because let me go back to this one. Is this the one? Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go back to Fauci this is the last Fauci video. I know we hate seeing him, but it's only 24 seconds let's see what he's saying about this because this is a damning admission in my opinion here we go
2: a number of studies new york times just did one about um, menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines
1: yeah though well the menstrual thing uh is is something that seems to be quite transient and and temporary that's the point that's what seems we need to study it more we Hmm. need to study it more we need to study it more.
2: A number of studies, New York yeah. Times.
0: So a couple things there. I'm sure you picked it up. First of all, he calls it the menstrual thing. So it is a thing. Well, the menstrual thing, it's almost like he's annoyed by it. Ah, the menstrual, you see him pause too. He had to think, he had to go, what's the talking point on this one? Oh, right. The menstrual thing It seems to be, this is the science now. Because remember Fauci said he is the science? Do you remember that? It was last year. He's like, no, if you're insulting Fauci, if you're insulting me, you're insulting science. (laughs) What What a dick, eh? But anyways, he's saying it seems that it's transient and temporary. How the hell would you know this? How would you know? we're in the middle of the experiment that you started. It's transient and it seems temporary. Guys, I just uh, created a product in my lab and I want you to take it. And it seems like if there's any side effects, it seems like it's just gonna be temporary. We don't really know because it's an experiment. We've never done this before. It just seems like that's the best you got, Mr. Science. It it seems language that scientists use, really, especially based on where we're at right now. People are dropping on the pitch, literally, dying all over the place. And then, what was the other thing he said again? We need to study it more. Dude, uh, these are the kind of things you need to study before you tell the entire world to get something pregnant women doesn't (laughs) that's the study that needs to have been done previously not after the fact because if you end up finding out that you're making a whole generation sterile that might not be so transient and temporary (laughs) but I'm not a scientist so I mean you, you can't really believe what I'm saying here right insane insane um okay before we go to the pope the pope the pope and the dope the dope met the pope trudeau met the pope did you see that the little handshake big beaming smile mr pope yay the pope came yay he's in canada i'm gonna go say hi i'll put my best pair of socks on (laughs) pope socks the dope met the pope we'll get to that before we get to the dope pope the dope pedo Pope. Um, (laughs) This is a Canadian farmer. I wanted you guys to hear where he's, uh, so Canadian farmers, let's rock and roll. Okay. Good job on the 23rd. Let's keep it going because we know what's going on in the Netherlands is coming here because of some recent announcements from the Trudeau administration. So let's listen to this Canadian farmer, see what he's got to say.
2: Farmers and consumers around the world are pushing back. They're pushing back against the European Union's farm-to-fork agenda, which is making farming unsustainable, food prices skyrocket, and food insecurity even more of a crisis. We're seeing it in Germany, the Netherlands, Italy, Sri Lanka, but I want to be clear. We could be seeing the exact same thing here in Canada. The Liberals are following the same farm-to-fork agenda, and we're seeing that with forced reductions in fertilizer use. A burdensome carbon tax and choking red tape and regulations which are doing the same thing to our farmers here making them unsustainable with decreased yields and higher food costs we need Canadian consumers to stand up and support Canadian agriculture our farm families to ensure that they have all the tools they need to be successful not only to feed our fellow Canadians but step up in that moral obligation to help feed the world I ask you support Canadian agriculture support our Canadian farm families.
0: Support the farmers. Good comment in here, PBC. Oh, first, he's got two good ones. Pope on a rope. <laughs> okay, give me your best Pope jokes in the comments. Pope socks. Yeah, give me your best Pope jokes And uh, while we're doing that. And then farmers, not pharma. That's a good, I, I get, we should, that's the t-shirt. PBC, that's the t-shirt farmers, not pharma. Come on. It's a winner. Uh, That's good. So yeah, support the Canadian. So Canada, yeah, wake up. They're doing the 30% reduction. That's going to reduce farming for 30%. Do you think Canada can handle having farming reduced 30% while they're building cricket factories? Come on. You know what's going on. This is global. It's easy to see. Actually, the fact that it's global is really helping us understand what's happening. It's weird how they're not taking that into consideration. Like, did you really think you're going to pull this one over everybody? I think they knew they knew that it wasn't going to go through with a lot of people, but they knew that most people were just going to go along with things. But, okay, here's the dope Pope. Let's bring him up. What's he saying? Oh, what's this notice? Get out of the way. Hold on. It's just my computer doing something. Be gone. Oh, why is there a Ukrainian flag? Get the fuck out of here. What is this? Go away. How do you get rid of this stuff? Eh. Hide. Okay. Sorry, guys. Oh, there we go. We got rid of it. What the hell? I hate that technology just does whatever it wants now. I don't like that. Do it as I command only. All right? Here's the dope pope.
1: Committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the
2: indigenous peoples.
0: So, again, you're getting a scripted, made for TV, the guy's reading it off a piece of paper, apology for crimes against the indigenous peoples, of which we know the Vatican and the crown are the culprits for that, okay? So we could just understand who really did a lot of that crap all right it wasn't just whiteies; it was specific people that had a specific agenda that they're actually carrying out on the populations of the entire planet all right and it's sad and it's horrible and apologies are definitely warranted but are you taking this guy seriously you think this is a legitimate apology you think this guy really gives a shit this guy is world economic forum jesuit through and through who's doing this as a political prop for Canada because him and Trudeau are like this cuz they're all like this is the Vatican going to come out and apologize for rampant systemic pedophilia throughout their all their institutions specifically in Rome are they going to come out apo- we don't even want an apology we want that or we want this eradicated we want it gone Stop doing it like in Canada. So the Pope is going to come to Canada to apologize to the First Nations people, which the First Nations people of Canada deserve an apology. But more than that, they don't even have fresh running water, which was promised by Mr. Trudeau, who put on his best Pope socks to go meet this guy for a photo op and a selfie. Nothing more. Who's giving you a fake apology and it's not going to solve the problem of anything at all. It's literally just for the cameras. So all these people are like I finally feel like all the history has been resolved because the pope came and gave me a 7 second scripted apology that had to be translated. Come on. We're beyond apologizing. <laughs> this guy these people the evil they've brought to the world and still continue to bring is beyond apologies, okay? And if you were going to give any credit for an apology, wouldn't you rather him come up, learn a little bit of English, or even learn the language of the First Nation people that he's apologizing to, and just do it organically, directly, heart to heart, go sit down, smoke some, go sit down with the people around a fire, do a legitimate apology, you're never going to see organic things from people like this. You're going to see scripted stuff for TV. Okay. So get your apology out of here. And that's not me saying that the first nations people and the indigenous people don't deserve an apology. Oh my God. But why don't we fix the problem moving forward? Why don't we fix the problems and then move forward and move on? Like it's, um, it's all, television. It's made for TV. I don't trust these people. Oh, this is good. This is great. This made my day. Let's do this. Dutch farmer tells the BBC to F off. This is brilliant. Watch this.
1: It's better from.
2: I mean, I speak Dutch,
1: but I don't think anyone watches What channel are you? We're which, from Newsnight on the BBC. BBC? Yeah. No, thank you. Really? Uh, fuck off, BBC, mate. <laughs> 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 hey, fuck off, mate. This guy, oh, mate, Lonsus.
2: So. Let's ask you why you've come here from Holland.
0: Media, if you're all, and I love how these journalists go back on social media, they're like, why are they so mean to us? What did we do? We're just trying to do a journalism and they just start calling us names. They go whine like little brats. Don't you get it? You're universally despised because you lie for a living and you gaslight people and you insult people. And the headlines that you write about these people and these farmers are atrocious. And we know you're trying to put a hit job together. And then you're going to do the whole passive aggressive thing like, some guy, farmers like, oh, BBC, yeah, get the fuck out of my face. I'm not talking to you guys. Is it like, really? How dare you not want to be interviewed by the BBC? <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Nobody wants to talk to you. The media is universally shunned. Stop. Tra- you don't even get funding from the people that you're supposedly reporting the news to. You get funding from the government and the private corporations that own your ass, and everybody knows it. So nobody wants to talk to you. They'd rather talk to people like me. I got a way better smile. I'm going to keep it real. And there's many other great citizen journalists out there that I'll bet you that guy went and went right over to some guy who has a Rumble account. And he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you because you're going to tell people the truth about what's really going on with our protest, as opposed to the BBC, who's going to do a horrible hatchet job and make us look like a bunch of Nazi terrorists. Of course, we're not going to talk to you. And then you're going to go pretend that you're surprised on social media. Hilarious. Okay, now we're getting into some of this Arrive Can crap in Canada. Arrive Can. I hate Arrive Can. Oh, I'm nauseous. Arrive Can. My foot's going to arrive up your arse. Like, that's fucking... Oh. You know, on the second page of your passport, if you're a Canadian, where's my passport? I should have brought it. Go turn... Let's turn to the second page of our passport and see what it says. You can even look on a $10 Canadian bill and it tells you the same thing. It's quoting the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which grants any Canadian free, undisturbed passage in and out of their country and within their own borders. That's the highest law. And hey, Section 52 of the Charter... Act The Constitution Act of Canada says that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is the highest law of the land. It's a national law, and any law that contradicts it has no force or effect in Canada. So this Arai Can crap is completely illegal, and Canadians are starting to figure it out, and they're fed up with it. Because did you see this uh, elderly lady? I didn't have all the posts queued up, but this poor lady was coerced into getting her jabs. She's fully jabbed. And there was actually a glitch with ArriveCan. the app glitched. No, this wasn't the glitch. This was, she did the paperwork. She did the paperwork because supposedly people are getting told even the vaxxed that you have a choice, right? But then you get up to the border and you're trying to come back home and you did, you jumped through all the hoops. So this elderly lady, she jumped through all the hoops. She got her vaxxes. We're going to have to do some detox or something because that's not a great idea. But hey, that's what it is. She's trying to come back in her country. Rebel News did a piece on it. And they're trying to turn her away or issue her a fine or something because she refuses to download Justin Trudeau's or i app on her phone. That's it. Literally, that's the crime. And she's like, what? So be- I don't even have a cell phone like that. I don't even have like a smartphone. So I don't have the app but I have the paperwork and I have the proof that I've been jabbed, which is what you guys want. And that's not even good enough. So listen, this is how tyrants roll. Even when you jump through their hoops, even when you go along with the program, it's never good enough. Surprise, surprise. So arrive can shove it up your arse. It's illegal. It's ridiculous. That little smurf that's running the transport of Canada needs to be investigated. And this whole administration is corrupt and breaking the law. This is atrocious. And look at the airports. And they're trying to put, oh, no, it's not the, it's not Arrive Can. It's just, you know, we're a little short staffed because we fired everybody and everybody that started getting jabbed pilots can't even fly anymore because they all have thrombosis passing out mid flight. Oh, but it has nothing to do with our policies unbelievable but here's a little uh, here's a little video about i'm just showing you this because i'm showing you that average canadians are fed up people are fed up with this shit it's going to be over soon people have had enough of being harassed like this so here check this out i think this is part two but it's good enough let's go i don't
2: wish to, to speak to public health okay but i don't know your yeah but we want to carry on we don't want to be detained here well yes, we want to carry on. Okay. Yeah.
0: But
2: this is a mandatory requirement. No, it's not a mandatory requirement. we is. You can no. this paper. We're we're leaving. Goodbye. Yes, we can leave. Yes. You're not going to detain us. No, we're not. I'm not I'm not going to follow you, No.
0: amazing. She just bypassed the guy, walks away and gets through. Stop, stop, stop,
1: stop, 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 stop. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I
0: don't so she made it <laughs> somebody did a tweet about this exact same scenario where they went up to one look at this guy is this guy working for the health is this... this is the health authority in Canada check out the girth on this guy eh, dude you represent health seriously Wow can you even get up a flight of stairs brother come on who the hell are you working for this? Health Canada, come on. Um, There was a tweet where somebody went through and they're like, I just walked past the guy, told him to F off and went around to a different thing. And then they let me through. And he's like, this is the way. (laughs) Just, no, If, if everybody does it, if a lot of people do it, what are they gonna do? The airport is already just rammed full of people and luggage and nightmare. These guys are like, fine. Like they're at their own breaking point. So fight back. Say no. They have no power. It's all made up. Okay, and then this is a tweet I want to show you because it's kind of back to the farming thing. Um, Alan uh, is saying, are Canadians going to let Trudeau bring in new legislation rules that will cut use of fertilizer by 30% and thus destroy 30% of the farming in this country? Are we going to stand idly by and watch ourselves starve i'm having a hard time thinking that i'm in a nightmare (laughs) yeah like so alan to answer your question no i have been on a couple calls with some of these farmers and uh trust me we're not just going to be sitting back and letting this happen okay all right good and hopefully around the world we make it known we're not taking this anymore okay now check this one out Silent no more, wait, did I, oh, oh, oh. come back, come back. Silent no more. I'll make sure I follow. There we go, follow. Okay, interesting how all three diseases have a connection to Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation. This is the headline. Advocates say Canada should commit $1.2 billion to fight against AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. So we've just given Zelensky a bunch of billions for the money laundering operation that's going on in Ukraine. And our economy is over $1.5 trillion in debt. And Christia Freeland's just writing checks, like just checks, 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 just cash those checks, get that money. And now they're just, the Gates foundation is like, um, guys, we got to continue our experimentation process in Africa and India to combat AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. So could Canada please give us another couple billion dollars in tax money to do this? <laughs> no, we're not doing it. We, How do we do this where we stop paying federal taxes all at the same time so we don't get all locked up in jail? Like, we got to do something, like a massive tax strike. Sorry, they're going to swap me for saying that, but it needs to be said. I don't like paying criminals, all right? You guys got to cut the shit. I'm not going to pay you to go give my money to other places while my country's melting in front of my eyes. And we know that money isn't going to what they're saying it's going to. All right. Oh, uh, just a quick heads up. I was just on the Patriot party podcast, had a really great three hour discussion, talked about cult to the medics, all kinds of, all kinds of just like a cool little chat. So if you want to check it out, go check out the Patriot party podcast. They're also on pilled and all that. So it was a good chat. Um, yeah, everybody's thinking the same thing, shut down farming and ranching. They cause climate change instead have all food made by industrial factories, convert to eating bugs, lab meat, tapioca and cereals. Are you grasping how ridiculous this sounds? Wake up, my friends. Do not be silent. I'm just glad that people are seeing how utterly ridiculous this is. So trust me, people are waking up and I was even talking, I got to tell you about the people waking up thing. I was talking the other day to a friend of mine who's very well up to speed, knows what's going on, but had a more pessimistic view of where things were about two months ago, last time we talked, basically the last conversation was it's hopeless. Just play the music on the Titanic while it sinks. Um, not the same conversation, very different demeanor. The guy started, it looked healthy. I wonder if it's going around this, this feeling of like, everybody's kind of like, Hey, I'm sick of being like a sloth in my pajamas and just being lazy. I want to do, everybody's just looking, I don't know, all the freedom fighters I'm talking to right now, everybody's looking in shape. They're looking good. They're smiling more. People have more hope. That's what I'm seeing. Obviously it's general, but let me know what you guys are seeing. The conversation I had with this chat is like, no, I'm shocked at how many people I'm talking to that I thought would never wake up, and they know they're all they're all like they're listening to your show. they're listening they're not listening to the media anymore. People have had enough. People are fed up. People are seeing this is ridiculous. They picked on the wrong group. I mean, maybe with the truckers, see, I was thinking, well, the truckers, first of all, the truckers are the wrong people to mess with. but what a great start. What a great opening round that was, hey, eh? in Canada, and then it went around the world. and, people that were still trying to weasel out of looking at the reality of the situation and pretend that the media was actually telling them the truth and the truckers were all just whatever, or they have a problem with loud horns and it was like, oh, that was annoying. And they didn't really resonate with that. Those people are resonating with the farmers because come on, when it comes down to it, even the most thick, stubborn normie out there, if you sat them down very briefly and just said, all right, here's where we're at in the game. You have a choice to make between Justin Twinkletoes Trudeau and his gang of very incompetent people, and I just leave it at incompetence because that's how normie people think. They don't understand that this is a big evil agenda. That's okay. You just talk to people where they're at. You say, "Okay, yeah, we got a very incompetent government. Look at them spending all this money and sending all the money everywhere else, and now while well, our economy's suffering, and they're bringing all these new rules in that are actually starting to affect you guys now." Uh, and look at the price of gas. How's everybody loving that? You loving the price of gas? Yeah, yeah. You Still regret voting for that turd? Um, so these are the arguments I use. And then you sit down, and you just look them straight up, and you go, dude, they're going to shut down the farms. Really? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, they're going to shut down. Did you see the new thing? 30% of fertilizer, going after the nitrogen, building the cricket factories. Do you let, did you ever watch Fear Factor? You ever, remember when that was like, Eating bugs and worms and stuff was like someone dared you to do it, and then you hated every minute of it. But you did it for the can't remember that when that was normal. They're actually you see the celebrities right now, Nicole Kidman, what's her name, Selma Hayek, all these celebrities are eating bugs and stuff on screen to try to start bringing that into the culture. Have you noticed these things? Did you know they're building cricket factories outside of was it Hamilton or whatever? And now they're going after the farmers. You see what's going on in the Netherlands? I know the media isn't showing you, but here's an interview with a guy that just told the BBC to fuck off. Um, In the end, bro, you're going to have to make a choice between a greasy, slimy, lies-through-his-teeth politician who's a puppet or farmers. That's your choice right now. That's your choice. Choose wisely, my friend. Choose wisely. Think it through. Think it through. Maybe you haven't thought it through. Politicians, useless turds that read teleprompters and work for other interests that are not yours. Farmers, straight up people, honest people, work their arse off from dawn to dusk, feeding you, feeding you and your kids. And you can't survive on Nestle cereal, okay? You just can't. You just can't. Have you seen the size of people these days? you're going to want to know some farmers and you're going to want to get their back. If shit hits the fan, which I don't care how you're reading the situation in the world right now, even you guys with all your climate change nonsense, farmers are the people to know because I know you guys think farming is causing the collapse of the atmosphere because of the climate change. But who feeds you? Who feeds you? Does the government feed you? Oh, they gave you a free cell phone? Oh, they give you some tax rebates? That means they're just giving you back a smaller portion of the money you gave them? What a scam that is. And you're going to go with them and trust them over literally the most trustworthy, authentic people that walk the face of the earth, which is farmers. I grew up around farmers. Okay. Never mess with farm kids. They are strong as bulls and they don't even do push-ups. They're just strong people. You're going to want to meet some Amish people. You're going to want to know some hippies. You're going to want to know some people that know what you can eat in the forest. You're going to want to know some fishermen. You're going to want to know some farmers. Those are your tribe, man not the politicians that represent BlackRock and Vanguard, okay? That is not your team. It's a pretty easy conversation to have. It's an easier conversation to have. So the fact that they're moving on the farms now, I think, is a big mistake. Now, they're waiting out the vaccines. They're waiting out a lot of things, and they think, well, they actually have no choice. There's no way to turn this boat around, so they just have to go. Um And they're getting all kinds of resistance within their own ranks, these globalists, okay? There's a lot of people jumping ship from the CDC quitting their jobs. There's a lot of people in the police and military quitting their jobs, which means people are going, oh, yeah, but they're filling it with all these cyborg guys, these Gestapo guys. Yeah, but those guys might be technically off-duty, but when shit pops off, those guys aren't off-duty, okay? They're on your side. They're going to go defend the farms. And they're going to outnumber, eventually, they're going to outnumber the paid stormtroopers, okay? So pick your team. I pick farmers, not pharma. Someone, Laura Matsu says, everyone who spoke up over the past couple years is a hero of these times. I see the ripple effect that came from those brave enough to speak up and stand up even though they would be canceled and ridiculed for it. The war is still on, but I see what a difference it has made already. Great comment, Laura. I see it too. Oh yeah, veterans as well. Shout out to the veterans. I met some awesome guys, veterans as well. Um, There's also a local, we got a lot of police that are waking up. Um, Yeah, there's good people everywhere, guys. And it's it's just gonna continue. We've been saying it. You start with a small group of people that resist this mass formation psychosis, and then, it just grows as tyranny does its thing. These people are waking up. Trudeau's waking up more people than I ever could. Biden's waking up more people than Trump or anybody else ever could. And whoever they're replacing these puppets with are going to be even worse. you are you going to get Kamala? She'll wake up all of America in like 24 hours. That's how bad she is. If you thought it was bad under Biden, just give Kamala the reins for him. Let's just see. like that. It's what it's going to take. And here in Canada, they're going to pop Trudeau out of there and put Christia Freeland in? Oh, let it happen. I know, I know. I don't. It sounds like a nightmare, but we're talking about the awakening here. And there's still some real stubborn people that just need to get, they need to learn the hard way. And as much as I don't want to take any more damage, we, we're in that situation, you know? So part of me is kind of like, well, fine. Put Freeland and Kamala in and whoever they're going to replace Johnson with. I hear the only two runners up are all WEF guys. It's right on the website. So, you know, just bait. And, they're just changing out the lines, just like in hockey. You know, you take, take your best guys off. They're all exhausted. You got to put your B team up, but it's the B team. So if the A team sucked, And already helped wake people up just by being themselves. The B team's going to accelerate that process. They don't have a charismatic one amongst them. They don't have anybody that's like, oh, the secret weapon. Some people even think, oh, what about they put Big Mike in? Michelle Obama, she's a celebrity. I I don't think that's going to work out the way they might think it might. They don't have anybody to run up against someone in America like Ron DeSantis or Trump or any of these types of guys. And in Canada, okay, maybe the we don't know about Pierre. We're still trying to figure that out. He's kind of, meh. With Pierre, I'm like, meh. I don't know. It's just me. I know some of you think, oh, we got to get Trudeau out, so everybody should just vote conservative. I just have a problem. I'm going to say this right now. I just have a problem. With the shit show the conservative party put on, not just in the last two years, but in the last, like, 20 years absolute embarrassment. Like if you're in America and you talk, you call them rhinos, right? Republican in name only. We got kinos, conservative in name only. Chinos. They're all bought off by China and other people. Um, And then the ones that are good, even if Pierre was on our side, which there's a lot of reason to be kind of like, "Mm." but I'll save that. And I know everybody's like, yeah, but we got to do something. We got to get rid of Trudeau. Look, maybe it's not a political solution right now. Maybe it's not. Maybe in Canada, some people need to vote PPC to just get some seats going. And some people need to vote conservative. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know if there's a solution politically. I feel like politically at the federal level, it's going to take 10, 15 years to undo all the damage that's been done by Trudeau and all the the guys before him. So. I heard a really good suggestion last night, and it came from it came from my guest that's coming on Wednesday, and I'm going to ask him about it, Professor Chris Shaw. He said, the federal solution is going to take way too long. We don't have the time that it's going to take for the federal solution in Canada. I don't know about the states. I feel like the states is a little bit different right now, so I'll leave you guys to that. But in Canada, the federal solution, fixing it all and wrapping it all up, And even if Pierre was on our side and best case scenario and it all worked out, he doesn't strike me as the guy with the big spine. He doesn't strike me as the guy that can really withstand the barrage that someone like Trump had to withstand. Look what they did to him. Look what they did to Bolsonaro. Look what they did to other leaders that tried to be more for the people and try to route these globalists out. It's you got to have a special quality and I just don't see it in poor little Pierre. He's a great... He's great. He should be a part of our finance division and get rid of Freeland. Like, I feel like Pierre should replace Christia Freeland. That's where I'm at. Being the prime minister, though, yeah, of course he'd be better than Trudeau, but we still don't really know. There's still some questions about him. Max, Maxime, he's out there. He's, like, practically strapped himself on the trucks. Like, he was, like, right there. But he doesn't even have a seat. So the federal solution... I'm not so, I'm not going to put eggs in that. You should still vote. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You guys let me know. But Professor Chris Shaw said, let's do this locally. Let's fix it locally. So, what their strategy is, is they're taking over the mayor offices. So, you've got patriots from all these groups in Canada that are moving right now on the local levels. They're going after the mayor office, they're going after the local legislation, they're going after police chief role, like local stuff, local, local in your, and we're talking township, not even province, just town, your town, this Valley, that town, local people, the farmers are getting in making alliances and they're trying to get those people into local positions. That way, when the provincial government, when Bonnie Henry say in British Columbia, for example, where I live, when Bonnie Henry comes out and lies through her teeth and reads the script and tells everybody, we got to lock down again because of monkeypox or ninja variant or whatever. Um, the, they're going to be like, yeah, well, we're not following here in this valley, in this town, and we're not doing it here. They're going to pull like a little mini Ron DeSantis is all over the place. So I think if you're thinking political, my place is these globalists. If you listen to people like Rosa Corey, who wrote the book behind the green mask, which is practically mandatory reading, if you want to understand how long in the works this UN agenda is and what it really is. Um, She said she had the same advice and I was like, yeah, that makes sense because they did it that way. They eventually got hold of the federal government, but they started in your local communities. They started on your school boards. They started in your local townships. They started taking over your mayor offices. They started taking over your newspapers at the local level, like not even the big national press, the local little new little rinky dink newspapers. You know, they started there. That's how they did it. They went bottom up. Yet we're going to fix it by going top down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's the way, especially in Canada. So let me know what you guys think. That's my opinion. What else did I have? Oh, here's the, uh, just to show you, the fakest faker of all the fakers in the fake world. There he is. Welcome to the dope show, the dopey Pope show. Trudeau's got his Pope socks and he's shaking the hand of the pedal Pope. That didn't really end as well as it started, but uh what's this? Is somebody making a meme? <laughs> what the puts? Yeah, so he's out there getting his little FaceTime in with Mr. Wheelchair, and nobody cares, okay? It's all fake. I'm not gonna play this. This guy's annoying. I just wanted to show you this guy's eyes. Look at it, like what's with the wide eyed these people that are like, yes destroy the farms. They're going to destroy our planet. Like they're all the same. They're just like, like, have you noticed it? Everybody's like, there's a pandemic and a climate crisis and pronouns. Why don't you support Ukraine? Like, it's just, you just see it coming. The veins popping out, the eyes. What is with the bug eyes? Bug eyed and bushy tailed, these people. Oh, this is great. Uh, This is a great post. We're going to wrap up here in a minute, guys. I've got to do some more comments in a minute too. So let me just do a couple more. These are great. I love the name of this guy's... uh... (laughs) this is the best twitter name ever neil ferguson's calculator trademarked (laughs) that's awesome you know neil ferguson the guy that uh, gave the fake stats that started the whole pandemic uh anyone got any theories on why who director Tedros would declare monkeypox a global pandemic against the advice of his expert committee i'm stumped truly and then for those who are only listening to this podcast It's a bunch of pictures of Bill Gates and Tedros smiling and hanging out and shooting the breeze because we all know who controls the WHO. It's Bill Gates and China. So that's funny. Um, Yeah. Okay, here we go. This was the video that I wanted to open with, so I I will close with it. It's a one-minute thing of beauty. The truth can never be suppressed fully. It always eventually comes out. And these people are the worst advertisement for themselves. And they are going to fall on their own sword, as they are right now, because their lies are really starting to catch up with them. And it's just beautiful to watch. So every time you feel down and out, and you're not sure how to survive the apocalypse, just enjoy watching lying psychos having to stumble over their own contradictions. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. So take it away. Sleepy Joe.
1: You're okay. You're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey folks, guess you heard this morning. I tested positive for COVID and when people are <laughs> vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom be safe from COVID-19. And this morning I learned, oh, bad, I, I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. With Three doses that you can prevent it, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others.
2: Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID.
1: So I, I'm fully vaccinated, it gives me some comfort. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission to others. There's your old...
0: <laughs> Who's the guy that had to take his shirt off? He's like, I'm going to show how you be a real man by lining up like a little bitch to get jabbed by this shit. Like, who is that? That's hilarious. So they're all the same. They're all breaking out. So explain that it's, it's the, it's the contradiction of our time. Just keep saying that, especially when people approach you, you don't have to be the one that starts that conversation. But when people come up to you, are you jabbed? Did you get the jab? And they're all jab sensitive. Just be like, why are you still getting COVID, bro? Why are you still getting sick? With Fauci earlier saying, "Oh, we realize the asymptomatic people that are passing it on." No, it's the vaccinated that are passing it on. Remember the vac? Remember the pandemic of the unvaccinated? you remember that? What happened to that? It's the. What is it now? It's the direct opposite of what they said. And have you noticed that? the direct opposite of everything these people are saying when it comes to climate change, gender ideology, COVID finance, farmers, whatever it is, pick your thing. Every time they say things, the exact opposite happens. And what's amazing about this time is we're getting this on blast simultaneously. And it's unstoppable. And it's, it's because the lies are so deeply embedded it's only going to get worse for them more lies are going to continue to come out the contradictions are going to be so glaring it's going to be like a bright sun you just can't oh the contradictions i just i need some like it's going to be epic so take heart I know it's long. I know it's grueling. I know it's a battle. I know everybody wants it over yesterday, but just accept the fact that it's not, it's a marathon. We're not here for it to be over yesterday. Right? These people have a very dark evil agenda and have a feeling it was going to be a lot more evil by now than it actually has been because of the fact that a lot of people are catching them on this now. And now look, now what's worse? The first lie, you can get away with it because you can memorize it, you can rehearse it, and you got the lie nailed. But then what starts to happen is that you got to start telling other little lies to protect and insulate that initial lie. And then it becomes like there's too many balls in the air to catch everything. Right. And even all these guys with their big sophisticated matrix machine and their intellect and the whole thing, they're actually kind of stupid. It's really interesting. They're only smart in a certain way, but they're actually mentally retarded in other ways. And that's an advantage for us. And so They're going to start dropping balls and we're going to be there to catch them and we're going to document everything and we're going to show the world and we're never going to stop ever. There's nothing you can do to ever stop it. It's too late. They can try to round up a couple people here. There's too many of us now and it's just too obvious and it's growing by the nanosecond. So don't quit yet. This is not the time to quit. This is not, that's all I'm going to say. Maybe you don't agree with me. You're not as optimistic. That's fine, but let's agree on this. This time right now is not the time to quit. This is the time to get in shape, get your head right, start sleeping better, start thinking better, start being proactive, find your gumption, find your strength, find your resolve, find your goal, and get to work doing what only you know you can do. Because people also send that question. What should I do? What should I do? I don't know. Only you know that. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm doing that. You know what yours. Figure out what your mission is and do it. Because this is the time, all hands on deck, we can make magic happen without a bullet being fired, without violence happening. If any violence comes, it's going to be from their side, which will also work against them because we will expose that as well. We have We have an amazing array of ordinary people like myself and so many others i just talked to a great couple in the u.s they're all over the world doing their thing they're doing podcasts they're doing print media they're making documentaries like this documentary filmmaker that just put out a film that i think is going to go viral um people are getting involved in their local communities they're forming little groups they're learning more skills they're uh getting to know their farmers they're getting People that are more politically oriented are getting into the local townships. Forget about writing your congressman and your MP and fuck those people. They're done. The media, stop appealing to them. Stop trying to appease them. Stop apologizing. Please, if you're a celebrity out there that you started just speaking your mind off the cuff during a press conference and then you're just getting hammered by the fake socialist media that's agenda-driven because they don't like authentic people, it scares the hell out of them, don't apologize to these people. Forget your career. There is no career. If we don't win this fight, nobody's going to have a career. There's no careers anymore. There's no businesses anymore. It's modern-day feudalism run by technocrats. It's slavery. There is no uh, pensions there's no savings. There's no, we're, we're running free right now, guys. This is not the time to get up. This is not the time to still pretend that the normie world still exists. It's over. The economy is going in shambles, but that's also an opportunity to actually make up an economy of real production done by farmers, done by truckers, done by average folk, done by entrepreneurs, made by us, the people of the country. Not these psychos, these globalists, and these banksters. So it's good that their economy is coming down. It's going to be hard, but this is the opportunity. So now's the time to get involved. And we need to make a new economy. And we can. In fact, even their old, corrupt, twisted economy still needed us. And don't let that you're all Harari freak make you all nervous. Oh, but just replace humans with cyborgs. It's a pipe dream. You're not replacing shit. We're going to replace you. We're gonna replace you. So fight back! Never quit! Never give up! Never surrender! So yes, okay. Couple comments. Always a good show. Many thanks. Go! Oh, I got a few more donations over on the Foxhole. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for the the shades. Ooh, very nice. Thank you. Trust the farmers. That's right. Someone says I don't hold out much hope. Honestly, all right, well, get your head together, man. Come on, you got to have some kind of hope. Otherwise, what are you doing in the fight? I believe in you. There is always hope. Always, always, always. Don't give up. Don't you dare. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've gone over the two-hour mark. I don't want to hold you over more uh, any more. Uh, Please stay tuned for Wednesday. Come back here same time, 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. UK. Sorry to my European friends that my live streams are um, a little late for you, but I do live in the Pacific time zone, so I can't really do anything about that. I suppose I could stay up till 2 in the morning one night. Maybe I will just for you guys, but uh, you can always catch the archives. They're always available immediately after. I also upload these to my Rumble and my Podbean, and my uh, iTunes, if you just prefer to listen. And then I'm also going to be dropping this little Drive with Dave rant that I did after I checked out this documentary. So hopefully that can help as well. Um, be sure to follow me over on Telegram, t.me, DW Truth Warrior. That's probably my biggest audience over there, and I have awesome people over there. And um, thanks to all my mods for helping me out, moderate that channel. Telegram can be a bit of a pain in the arse with all the bots and the fake accounts and the trolls and all that stuff, but we do our best to rinse that out. And there's some great people over there having great conversations. So make sure you check that out. Um, Please support my documentary series, Cult of the Medics. If it resonates with you, help me share it out far and wide, put it up on your chans, do watch parties, whatever you want. I've gifted it all to you. So help me get it out. And um, as soon as I get more details on this new documentary, Uninformed Consent, I'll be putting links all over my social media. I'm gonna be interviewing all the people involved. And this is how we can also win, for those of us that are producing independent media, we can counter the propaganda of the lamestream bought and paid for shill media by creating better media that is run by real authentic people that care about the truth. And we need more of that and so I love seeing these films coming out. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Keep the memes going. Keep the shares going. Keep the that light-footed humor going. We can get through this together. And truth is going to win in the end. Thanks, my friends, for coming out. I hope that helped. We'll catch you next time. Cheers.